Welcome to Men and Human 2 podcast. This is the podcast for men's mental health issues, where I and sometimes some other guests, we talk about issues that affect us as men. And specifically, one of the issues that we usually talk about is vulnerability and being open because society has deemed it so that when we as men are vulnerable, it sometimes is perceived as weakness. In this week's episode, I will be talking about feeling sorry for ourselves and some of the ways that I help to get myself out of that rut. I hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. My name is Valentin Moyo and this is Men Are Human Too. So I've had situations in the past in my life that have led me or resulted in me feeling as if I am not enough or I don't measure up, you know? It's a painful feeling and the brain will try and go there and just keep trying to replay those feelings of unworthiness and just mess with me, right? And I'm sure everyone, some people go through this, not everyone, right? And also sometimes I feel like no one understands me or I feel lost or sometimes I feel like I don't fit in into some certain circles and to my surprise you know I'm not the only one who feels like this from time to time we don't all fit into in certain places and we we're not understood by everybody so that doesn't matter right so our mind will make us seem like we're the only ones going through that overemphasize those issues while simultaneously downplaying our ability to get through things and as a result we remain stuck or remain feeling stuck sometimes when you can't get yourself out of that loop of feeling unworthy right you maybe try and get validation from dating or drugs or food drinking or something silly that in the long run might end up being super unproductive and detrimental to not only your health maybe certain relationships that you have and stuff like that so i'd like to share some ways that have helped me come out of throwing myself a pity party (laughs) that is so grand that it would put mr gatsby to shame so the first one is that i stopped feeling sorry for myself bro there is no need to feel sorry for yourself feeling sorry for yourself you're just doing yourself an enormous disservice like it doesn't solve anything at all and the people you think feel sorry for you probably don't feel sorry for you they probably use you as an example to their family friends children even as an example of what not to do you'll be like see that guy over there no he's he's wasting his life oh what a sad situation but never be like that blah blah so and even some of your mates when they're not with you you know they might be chilling and just saying oh you know yo bro you know that could never be me fam <laughs> jim ron was saying something quite interesting he said every life form on the planet grows to its maximum potential except for human beings and the reason for that is because we have the dignity of choice right we can choose not to do certain things when we have to do them we can choose to do certain things when we know that they're detrimental to our health we can choose to you know to the choice that we have sometimes it hinders us from growing and it just stifles our potential and that particular ability of choice that we're being given sometimes we end up making excuses for certain things and not doing the things that we have to do we end up feeling sorry for ourselves 
when we should be getting on with work. Like in the animal kingdom, you, you can't sit there and feel sorry for yourself. You either starve to death or your territory will be taken or you'll just be ousted from being an alpha. Because obviously we're more civilized and we've evolved and we have language and extensive vocabulary to say, oh, you know, I'm feeling this way, I'm feeling that way. And there's some, in some ways we have that option to say oh i'm like this so i'm just gonna chill because because of this you know because of that so when i feel like pitying myself you know hanging my head to the side oh woe is me life sucks blah, blah. i i just i immediately start assessing what's going on i assess my environment i assess how i feel this is a perfect segue for number two actually so number two is clean your environment because the cleaner your immediate environment the clearer your mind will be and there's a saying that says the cleaner your environment the more you might get a sense of accomplishment because if you feel like you're cleaning and you're handling things around you you get a little bit of a sense of accomplishment as a person right when there's no clutter and there's no mess i personally feel like i can think better because your environment is somewhat an extension of your state of mind. When you find yourself with clothes on the floor, empty takeaway packages is over there, dirty dishes in the sink, dishes on the stove, you go in the bathroom, the bathroom is not properly cleaned or flushed, the mirror's dirty, the whole house stinks, you know, it smells stuffy because you haven't taken out the bin or something, there's crumbs on the floor, crumbs on the sofa, there's something that spilled two weeks ago and you still haven't cleaned it, like it's, ugh. my guy, come on, come on. Like, how do you expect to be confident in yourself when your immediate environment is neglected? Get it together. It's shambles. It's a mess. Cleaning up your environment is key. Open the windows. Let some air in. Get Febreze. You know, spray in the air. Buy some candles. Make the environment welcoming for yourself. Because it's not always about, oh, she's coming over. Let me clean. No, bro. Yo, chill. You also have to take care of yourself you also need to be comfortable in your own environment and if you feel like you have too much stuff it will be a good time to start sorting things and giving stuff away maybe some shoes that you're not wearing some coats that you're not wearing because this opens up you see psychologically as well this allows you to detach from things and make room for something new to move on to new levels because if you're always holding on to things you know maybe you're also holding on to things psychologically so you have to try and do it physically as well to take stuff that you know you don't wear as much because some people might be might want to use them right? some people someone out there might want to wear what you have and what you rarely wear so declutter let go of some baggage. This will also be vital in making you feel better. Right, so next one. Now that you've taken care of the environment, it's time to take care of self, right? So what I usually do is I shave a little bit, you know, maybe shave the body as well, you know, trim the beard a little bit and take a shower and then put on some clothes that make me feel good, you know, and my favorite cologne, spray that on there. Feel good because bro, when you look good, smell good, you feel good as well, right? Like it, it just does something to you psychologically because you're thinking, oh, you know, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking sharp. I'm looking sexy. Anyway, 
So, <laughs> and listen, you don't have to dress like me or anything or dress like this. You dress in a way that's aligned with your personality in a way that makes you comfortable, right? In a way that makes you feel confident and makes you feel better. And actually, funny story, the, the reason why I dress like this is because growing up as well, there was uh, there was a point where I, we didn't have, we couldn't afford it, the, the cool clothes, right? So my godmother used to go to charity shops and if you're from the UK, you know what a charity shop is. If not, it's sort of like a thrift store or a vintage store, right? Secondhand clothes. And what she used to buy me was like blazers and shirts because I suppose those are the things that maybe they're quite timeless as well and they don't, you know, they look clean. And I used to dress like that. And some people used to wonder, you know, why do you dress like that? But the thing is, I was, I was one of the very few people who dressed like that at that age. But I just sort of, I also liked it because one, you look different, you look clean and you don't look like everybody else. You just look just like that guy, you know, he dresses that way. <laughs> and <laughs> so the, the thing with that is the lesson that is, is there's, there's beauty in the struggle. Because yeah, the mindset at the time is like, oh, you know, we can't afford the cool clothes, I don't know, maybe super dry or what else? I don't know what other people were wearing. And because we can't afford it, it doesn't mean life is over. You can look at it in the sense that, oh, actually, I know I look different. I don't look like everybody else but I still look clean and that sort of distinguishes me and it, it's also something I like and it's my personality and be before it wasn't a choice now it's a choice because I like looking sharp and I like looking smart so yeah I really appreciate my godmother for that you know <laughs> last one after you've taken care of your environment and yourself now it's time to do battle this is where the work is now you see <laughs> so here this is a point where you reach in the deepest reserves of your brain and you find the things that have made you the things that have defined you david goggins calls this the cookie jar right, so you reach into the cookie jar and you take an experience you look at it like i got through this experience and Looking at that experience, it would allow you to remind yourself of who you are because you're strong. You're very strong, right? It's just sometimes I know things get a little bit, a little bit wishy-washy, but you are strong. You've got to this point today, which means you got this. You can get through it, whatever it is, you can get through it. So for me, my cookie jar, I reached into my cookie jar and one of the things was, <laughs> I got bullied at boarding school so bad that I had a nervous breakdown and I used to pee the bed and my confidence plummeted. Like I'm telling you, it was so low. I couldn't even look people in the eye at one point. I was that, that downtrodden and defeated. And it was just sad, you know, but I built myself up from that. And if I can get through that, it means I can get through anything, right? And when I was an adult, just a few years ago in law school, I wasn't, you know, I was distracted at some point in law school and I, was, I wasn't cultivating good study habits. So that resulted in me failing one of the crucial modules in my final year. And that meant that I wasn't going to graduate with my friends. <sighs> Dog, <laughs> yo, <laughs> do you know how embarrassing that was? <laughs> oh my days, do you know? how embarrassing and how shameful that was. It was just disgraceful. Now, where is he? <laughs> uh, but listen, I didn't make any excuses. I didn't point fingers. I didn't feel sorry for myself. I just got straight to it. I 
you know, I, I got straight to work and, you know, voila, <laughs> thank God <laughs> I graduated with a law degree after. <laughs> because boy, if I didn't graduate with a law degree, I would have just moved to Antarctica or something because I embarrassed the family. <laughs> but no, I did embarrass the family, but then I redeemed myself when I graduated. And that was a good feeling. Well, you know, if I, if I can get myself through that, if I can really push myself and study hard and get through it, it means I can do other things as well. So it starts with you. You are the star of the show. No one else is. You are the star of the show and you dictate how things are gonna go. If your story is going to be you feeling sorry for yourself and not getting things done, okay, that's your story. But if you really wanna get things done, stop feeling sorry for yourself, get up and get it done. So lastly, I want to leave you with this. A man called Viktor Frankl, Google him. He proposed a school of thought, which is called the last of the human freedoms, that we always have the power, no matter what circumstances we're in, we have the power to decide how we're going to react, right? This is, no matter what happens, even people take your clothes, anything, you still have the power to choose your reaction to that because that is the last of the freedoms. That's the only thing that we can't like, you know, we can't take away from us as human beings. My take away from that is we have no control over how other people see us or how they're gonna treat us or how life is gonna unfold. We have no control over that, but we do have control of how we're gonna react to certain situations in our lives. And feeling sorry for yourself is also a choice. So try to avoid letting things that you have absolutely no control over interfere with things that you have control over. For example, if someone misbehaves, or because people are stupid, right? <laughs> Some people are stupid and they'll just try and ruin your day for no reason. So once that happens, try to shorten your refractory period. And this is the period between, you know, like maybe when something happens and when you bring yourself back to your normal, you know, pleasant, chippy self again. Do that. Practice shortening that space there because when you spike and go out of control, always practice bringing yourself down to the level, to that level where you feel good again. If you shorten that over time, very few things are gonna phase you. So I'm gonna leave you with a quote that says, do your business, whatever it may be, do it thoroughly and intently and without querulousness. That's by Marcus Aurelius, okay? Now, I hope you continue to heal my friends. I hope you continue to get better. I'll see you on the next episode, yeah? Leave me comments and let me know what you think. And until next time, my friends, goodbye.